Bernard. Welcome back to part <laughs> part two of the TomBernardShow.com from the Renner'sWarehouse.com studios. <laughs> Crash and Burn 3 is at Acme tonight and tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30. Tracy Ashley's here. Pete Lee's here. Tim Slagle, whose whole idea was in the first place. And they are brimming How many years talent. Now? This is year three. Like it's year three, but I mean, how long ago did you like think that. of it? Uh, probably about four years. It, it, it almost as is when I pitched it to the club. There and, you go. Uh, and oh, you're the founder. Kind of, yeah. Ah, nice. Could, and, I, uh, could we take a break before you ask your question? Sure. It has something to do with Crash and Burn. Doesn't okay, it? ask your question, then we'll go to break. What is Crash and Burn? Well, no, <laughs> we can't do that. <laughs> we'll be right back I know in 90 what it seconds. Is, but some other people might not. Well, <laughs> now it's a big cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Teaser. Teaser going into the break. I like back it. Back in 90 seconds from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, TomBernardShow.com. I can't say who I'm talking to here, and I can't see who I'm talking about, but if anybody has any pot on them, no, never. Right. <laughs> Fire it up. No, I, I'll just say it. I mean, I, 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 we were talking at the bar over here, and you were like, do you want anything to drink? And I was like, oh, I don't drink alcohol. I was like, I just mm-hmm. smoke pot. <laughs> it felt weird to say that to you because I had listened to your show so many times in my parking booth at the U of M stoned. <laughs> in the very wee hours of the morning? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd wake and bake. I was in college. and um, I'd wake and bake. Yeah. Well, if we're going to work, what was it? You were at a parking? I'm a, I was in a parking booth. Yeah. yeah. Like you might as well um, be high. It makes it's, it tough. But yeah. <laughs> but I, the problem is, and I was talking to another person in this room that I won't say because I, I just, you know, I don't rat people out, but <coughs> like, no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> edibles oh. put me to sleep. Oh, man. They, they do. In they theory. Me... <laughs> yes, if I ever When did, you talk did, about them in front of him, yes. when he's in California. Yeah, I yeah I edibles are amazing. Like, like, are you talking about like a brownie that somebody makes you or, or a like cookie. a cookie? Yeah, because now they have or edibles out of Colorado that are like gummy bears and, right. and cheddar bears? goldfish and which I know yeah. from. But do you Joey get Diaz. you get a good buzz from it? I get a great buzz. Yeah, but it's all it's all what <laughs> I, get I get. It's amazing. It's uh, it makes me so happy. But um, <laughs> makes me happy for you. Oh, well, you just stopped, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. But I'm I'm so like a triathlete sweet. and a marathon runner. And whenever I tell people that I smoke pot, they're like, "What?" They're, and usually people go, "You're such a happy guy." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's because I'm high <laughs> all the time." I'm, I'm not high right now. Um, like, sure. I'm sure there's mm-hmm, some in my yeah. system from last night, but. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> a little THC left but, over. Yeah, a little. Yeah, a little shampoo. It's a possibility. <laughs> we were uh, just talking about the word motherfucker. Yes, and <laughs> because that's you know, what we do. knows how I, I chimed in. Yes, <laughs> let's go yes, ahead. We were. Let's get to this. Proceed. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we were. We were. <laughs> but I would say that growing up, when someone said that word, you knew they were very serious. Yeah. Oh. It wasn't just a, hey, how you doing? It was like, look, motherfucker. <laughs> like, oh, yes. Yeah. Well, you said trouble. well. You said well. That's good. Yeah. Well, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. well, actually, mm-hmm. I, you know, talking about Earl, I, I just was thinking during the break, and it's very true. This is a personal opinion. I, I've been a singer for years and years, and I actually probably sing like a black woman. Sing. I, you you know, said that the last time I was here. It's true. You I sang, sang like Chances Are. That was a good one. I say that. Don't get him started. Right. Don't get him started. Oh, he did a great job. I'm going to leave. I'm going to go away. And the kids hate it. It's the worst. Because they can't sing and they're joking. I can sing. I was in choir. Okay. I had solos. 
I can. I hate, you know what I really hate is when people tell you they're great singers and they sing and you go, eh, it's not very good. Like, <laughs> that's how I feel about you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of the same, I suppose, in your business as, hey, I'm really funny. If you have to tell me that, then you probably yeah. aren't. You probably aren't. Oh, yep. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Probably not. But so what is Crash and Burn? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very well, good. We haven't finished with motherfuckers. Let's yet. tell you. Let motherfuckers. Let's talk about it. <laughs> okay. Well, Tim Slagle. It just still Founder. cracks me up. That during the break, Tracy was being instructed on how to say motherfucker. I know. By it's hilarious. It's hilarious. By, by whom? By you. By Don. Oh, by me. That's by right. Don. That's right. That's right. God. God. He was That's educating right. me. He drifted. That's right. Oh, my God. Yeah. I've been in comedy for 16 years, and I've never laughed harder than when Don Shelby was instructing Oh, yeah, Tracy telling me how to, how to say, say motherfucker. <laughs> I feel like well, I'm in like the, the Twilight Zone. I'm like, Tracy. did I go to Tracy. another area? Where am I? Tracy. 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 Black women this is so say. weird. When Tracy. you get to Minnesota, all the white people try to teach you how to be black. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. Yeah. Tracy, I was not instructing you on how to say. Motherfucker. Okay. Okay. I said, yes, you were. I taught Tom how to say it on commercial radio so that he would never be accused of saying motherfucker. Which I do. And he does. Mm-hmm. But the way you would say it, and I spelled it M A L F A K E Y. So that looks like mal right? Yeah. But every time anybody who was a person of color who wanted to say a nasty thing to me. What color were they? Never said. <laughs> what color were they? Sort of a purplish. What color? Sort of purplish. Okay. Isn't a person of color, a but it's calling people yeah. backwards. <laughs> right? What's that? What do you mean? I always thought it was, too. Yeah. We know what the okay. code, person of color, right. urban, we know what that right. means. So, <laughs> so here's, here's the way you say it on commercial radio without running afoul of the FCC. You say What's happening, Matt Facken? You don't have That sounds like you have a speech impediment. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Which I always thought was true. And I I mentioned that and get my ass kicked when a person would call me a motherfucker. I would say, do you have a speech impediment? And they whip my ass. My favorite is still... The arrest audio that we run at QRS <laughs> when this man's being arrested and the cop says, what's your name? And the guy responds, I ain't telling you a motherfucking no, thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, where do you live? He says, yo, mama. That's like Donka Dubals. Donka Dubals. Oh, I love the Donka yeah. Donka Dubals was hilarious. Is it Don- yeah, Donka Dubals. <laughs> yeah, that's what she Joel said. Joel McHale lived she on that for like so a year. So Crash and Burn is an experiment. Getting back to Crash and Burn. Thank you, Tim. For the third year running. And basically what it is, it's an opportunity for four headliners to get together and possibly write 20 new minutes. Uh, which uh, is an opportunity uh, that you really don't have when you're a working new, comic. New. And it's uh, and it's also fun because we get together with the other comics and we get to uh, uh, help each other write, encourage each other, you know, tell them what we thought in their act that was funny, what we thought was not funny, ways that things could be reworded. So it's uh, so it's uh, uh, it, it's sort of like a sabbatical that, that we all take. We all just kind of dropped everything for for a week so that we could uh, each work on twenty minutes. I gotta tell you. Something. 
I, I loved your story, but I was kind of looking around the table because it's my job as the host to kind of look around and say what you're doing. Uh, you can see me on YouTube. I am not kidding you. I looked over at Pete Lee. He was going. It's like he's hired my mother. <laughs> you are you are higher than a malfacky. A malfacky. I'm higher than a malfacky. No, the whole time I I don't know. I was like I was staring over here thinking I can't wait until Tracy calls me on the phone the next time and I'm gonna go person of color. <laughs> that's what I was. That was what was going through my brain is how fun that's gonna be. You're like hello person of color. How are you? You guys are working with a great kid tonight, Mike Lester. Yep. Very, very funny young man. Love Mike. He's really, really He's good. on my CD, actually, that I recorded uh, at Acme last yeah. year. Uh, he was the, the host that week. So I got to work with him for the first time. Tracy right. Ashley, two first names, available on iTunes and Amazon.com. That's right. That's right. And Spotify. And and this is so funny you guys are talking about motherfucker because I'm working. <laughs> Let's get back to that. Let's get back to motherfucker. I'm actually working on a bit this week that's turned out to be a bit I'm working on with the word motherfucker. And uh, I, was t- I, was, I was talking to some friends and they're like, you got to talk about that. You know, I'm in an interracial marriage, and I'm not saying that that's why this is happening. But my husband, I have to preface it with that. So my the husband, colorless person. Yeah, he's colorless. Yes, no color. <laughs> he's a white guy. So you know, dissolves in water. I come from a totally different background than my husband. Both of us different backgrounds, right? So uh, I, I, and I'm free with my speech. I say whatever. So we got into this argument, and I, uh, we were talking about his family, his immediate family. I said, "Them motherfuckers. No, they don't like me." And he said. You call my family motherfuckers. And I said, ah, oh, that's what we say. We call everybody motherfuckers. <laughs> I said, it's all right. Eventually I'll call you that one day. It's okay. It is okay. So uh, I said, your parents, when they argued, they never called each other names or anything? And he said, no. He said, the worst thing my mom ever said to my dad was she called him ridiculous. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's it. And he said, my sister said, oh, my God, mom called dad ridiculous. <laughs> Where did your husband grow up? I grew up in Indiana. Indiana, mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. Don Shelby. Yeah, we talked about this the last time. Yes, we. That's right, we did. Uh, so they never called each other. So uh, that's a whole different background. Totally, totally. So the R word. I was going to say you two don't you call know, each you other. You and I don't ever argue. Well, we argue, but we don't call each other names. We don't argue. When do we argue? Oh, we're arguing with you right now. Shit. Mm. We never <laughs> argue. This is going down. This is going down. Idiot. But I've we don't. Left. We're arguing now, Malfacky. Malfacky. But we don't argue a whole lot. Well, that's the new word now, Malfacky. You bicker, but you don't argue. That's the same deal. Let's not bicker and argue about who killed who. One of the greatest lines in the history of movies. I don't know. I mean, it's probably our age group or something because that's like the worst thing you can do because if you start calling each other names then you can't take them back after mm-hmm. the fight's over. Oh, yeah, I would mm-hmm. never call Dan mm-hmm. a name yeah. ever. Yeah. Because you never called each other names and it's like I could I never call Dan even names, think. Though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but what's he going to call? He's going to be like, you're pretty. Uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you're really intelligent too and uh you know. Speaking of that, Kostaki Economopolis here oh, last okay. week, right? Yeah. He's never met Catherine before. But we've right? talked for years. But we've talked for years. Okay. Yeah. He does his quick snaps uh, football uh, right. yeah. show mm-hmm. on, yeah. on the podcast here. So he's on every week. They've never met after you know two years of doing that work. And a million here. emails. <clears throat> he walks in and Catherine says, Kostaki. At last. It's Catherine. And he goes... Really? Like, 
Why would you marry Tom? <laughs> like, thanks, Kostaki. That was you funny. take everything so personally. You do. You have no idea what he meant by that. That could I mean a million you. things, right? Am I right? No, Tom, I'm, I think, I think you Tom. You don't look like a Catherine. <laughs> thanks for the backup. Don't you think, Tim? That's the truth. I think that's what, well, yeah, I think that's what he meant. For Tom, you. I'm straight, but you're a gorgeous man. Thank you. <laughs> I gotta say. He's always lied to me yeah. all these years. The other thing I want to say is I want to hear yeah, how uh, how Don way. Shelby pronounces Kostaki's last name since he pronounces motherfucker so <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Well, I, I uh, pronounce Kostaki a kind of motherfucking opera. <laughs> <laughs> see, you said it perfect there. That's what you said it perfect there. another word. There was no malfacky in no, there. That no, was good. Man, that's the original. That's it in the original Greek, I believe. Before we shortened yeah. Ellis Island. I am not kidding. His his name with a motherfucker and is easier to say. <laughs> it is. It is. Kind of motherfucking opera. It's easier Gives to say than a kind of break. break. Yeah. break. There's too many vowels. It's true. And consonants. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Crash and Burn 3 at Acme tonight and tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30. Tim and Tracy and Pete are here. It's always a, a ball to see you guys, really. It, really you. And I'm very being very sincere about that. It's always so nice to see all of you because... Except I mean, you, Tim Slagle. Yeah, I know. I'm better, I'm better on the phone. <laughs> I was telling tell Tim and Pete yesterday... That the last time Emily Galati was here, she was crabbier than hell. Remember how crabby she yes. was? Was she crabby? What oh, was going was on? Right I don't she know. She was crabbier than hell. But you know, I don't, think that's, I don't think she was crabby. Isn't that kind of just how Emily is? You know I've Emily. Never met her. Isn't she I've just kind of like kind of quiet? Yeah, kind of quiet. Yeah, she just had nothing to say about so I, anything. You said that she was crabby to you. She was crabby to your family. Oh. See. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I shouldn't have turned to her and said, bitch, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> and she would have been like, motherfucker, who are you talking to? <laughs> you would hope she would say that. <laughs> I do enjoy it when people who have lived here meet, uh, or not actually, well, I suppose you do meet Don for the first time, oh, most awesome. of you. Yeah. Uh, and he tells you to go fuck you. Oh, it's great. <laughs> it's great. It's awesome. I, have a request, I love it. I have a request for that. Could you read my handwriting? Okay. I'm sorry. I was, I was trying to write it when holding the dog, and it was very difficult. This is a note that Catherine's written. Dale Spear, Charlotte, North Carolina. Remember, he's my only fan. I have right, a fan. fan. Okay, okay. So yes. this is Dale Spear, Charlotte, You're North one Carolina. Fan. Said to tell Shelby to tell Tom to go fuck himself <laughs> because Tom took a hit. Uh, no, took a bit of a piss on public radio. <laughs> a bit of a piss? I've you, been shitting on public radio for about 30 years. <laughs> no, I yeah, and that's why. It was the piss that really got because him upset. Because he works in public radio. You know what? You pissed me off through the other day. Aren't you the one that told me? No, made it. Wasn't it? Was it you? That now I have something in common with Garrison Keeler? Oh, you, yeah, no, no, it wasn't me that said that, yeah. but I've been Somebody thinking said, nothing. Yeah. I've thought Tom's nothing had heartburn ever since at all until I heard you. what that. No, I didn't say that. Oh. Somebody else did. Somebody, on the you said that out loud. Oh, I've been saying <laughs> that for Minnesota. years. Let, let me point something out to you. I grew up just north. That's why he has no friends. A few blocks from here, right, North <laughs> Minneapolis, and I can guarantee you that nobody from Anoka talks like this. What the fuck did that There was come a cold from? winter in uh, Lake Wobegon, <laughs> yeah. and uh, 
Father, no one talks like Inquist, that, Minoka. Uh, couldn't get people out to the church because even Lutherans. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Belzer. <laughs> it has to have Lutherans. It has to have Lutherans in it. Yeah. Richard Belzer was on one time, and he said, "Oh yeah, it's great to be here." Where uh, actually, my Richard Belzer sounds too much like Dennis Miller. But anyway, <laughs> he said, "It's great to be in the uh, homeland of uh, the great Garrison Keeler." Here's my Garrison Keeler impression. I shoved a hose up a rooster's ass. <laughs> what? It's, uh, I don't get that great impression. impression. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's Dan Schlissel. You probably don't know. He's uh, all our distributors. Yeah. Um, not mine. Not anymore, you anymore. But... Yeah, might me and Tracy. Mm-hmm. He he said that he saw uh, a Garrison Keeler at the state fair, and it's like one of the funniest things I've ever heard. So, yeah. He said that he saw Garrison Keeler, and he's got a kid on his shoulders, and he's eating a corn dog, and he goes, "Do you want to know what that sounded like?" Oh. It sounded like a Pomeranian licking peanut butter off of a microphone. <laughs> uh, just that, that voice just drives me crazy because no one talks like that. Mm-hmm. What, the first time that my mom saw me do stand-up 16 years ago live, um, she after the show, I was like, Mom, did you like it? And she goes, oh, Peter. Hey. <laughs> I just wish you could be more like Garrison Keeler. Uh, is what she told me, and I was oh, like, yeah. what? devastated. I was like, oh. <laughs> like no, no, that's not. No. That's not your Mm-mm. deal. Because yeah. not funny. No. I don't. I don't like it when somebody talks like. Oh, and everybody, this segment's sponsored by Flower. God, shoe band, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. But then I worked on his movie. Like I actually, you, I yeah, remember that. I was, that's right. I was, um, my headphones just fell off. That's how emphatic high. that was. Um, but I worked that on was his movie emphatic. And like, yeah, I was emphatic. But like, uh, like behind the scenes, like he was a grumpy, sort of terrible person. Is Don Shelby putting my yeah, he's there putting you your go. headphones there on for you? There you go. Daddy so take care. Properly, <laughs> yeah. But he was—he was like a grouchy, angry guy that, I know. when he walked He's around. A prick. And you can't—you can't do that. You can't be a jerk and then be like, "I'm drinking out of my coffee cup." <laughs> <laughs> no, telephone. I made a point the other day that I think public people—you know, people that you know the public wouldn't know, famous people or whatever—yeah, I think if they go too far one way whether they're a real asshole in their in their public eye or really nice in the public eye they're exactly the opposite of that yeah you know if they go way too far with it like oh you're such a sweet guy you know like i heard anthony bourdain's a flaming prick but he's <laughs> really on tv so this really nice guy and that's nothing a, a Kostaki pointer goes you know tom you say stuff on the radio and on podcasts that no one else in america will say you know, we talk, I talk about race all the right. time because yeah. it was just part of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, doesn't mean anything to me. But whenever I say something about Garrison Keillor, it's the same reaction that, that Tracy has. Like, well, because I've never heard anybody in, the, in this state oh, say this, anything oh, bad God, about him. Or Washington <laughs> D.C. That's his big market. Yeah. Who is it? Uh, it's Wendy from St. Paul. The Garrison Keillor story. Only uh, Wendy. Wendy. Hello. What's up, Wendy? Well, I have a really good story because uh, I I work I have warehouses in the South and in California that I everybody's like oh Garrison Keeler Minnesota I'm like no he's really an ass <laughs> and I said well because I was driving my daughter home from from grade school several years ago and that silly little bookstore that he opened up oh by Cross Street McAllister yeah. 
uh, well, it was farther down on Selby at the time. Oh, it was. Okay. And all of a sudden, this rude, this guy, I didn't see who it was, walked right out in the middle of traffic, totally jaywalked, not looking both ways. I had to stand on the brake to avoid hitting him. Mm-hmm. He looked at me. Quite obviously, it was Garrison Keeler. He gave me the finger and kept on walking. What? <laughs> <laughs> wow. My daughter was like eight or nine and in the back seat, and she said, Tom, that guy's an ass. <laughs> yeah, he really is. And when you get older, I'll tell you exactly who he is. But, but yeah, that's he's totally just like you say he is. But he's a good-looking guy. Oh, well. No, yeah, he's got no, that going no. for him. You know what he reminds me? He's like a handsome <laughs> Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> I remember once on the Tonight. I thought you'd appreciate that. We do I, appreciate we do. it. Believe me, Wendy, we do. Thank you for calling. <laughs> Thank you. I remember one time on the Tonight Show, Don Rickles was out doing Stump the Band, and there was a guy who looked exactly like Harrison Keeler, and Rickles looked at him and said, What happened, a car wreck? I love that. Hilarious. Don Rickles is so great. And it makes me sad. I talked about this before, but it makes me very sad because Don Rickles is fabulous. And when he appears on late night uh, television now, no one laughs. I know. I I saw that. Yeah. It's It's sad. You're like, you people don't know who that is. Well, his his deal is just so politically incorrect. How, you know, it's almost like you feel wrong to laugh at him. But it's a joke. Yeah, but you know what? That's what I'm, um, that's confusing me. What has happened? We are so sensitive now. We've gotten more and more sensitive. Ridiculous. That's that's the only thing that's bugging me in comedy right now. No, I know. You know, it's the last bastion of the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, the, it's the only ten square feet left in the in, in, in the entire world where, where where you can be as politically incorrect as you want. I and love that, and we're losing that. Yeah, people actually bitching about. Except some in guy, Canada, wasn't there some because of a, he called a woman a lesbian? Yep. What happened? A stand-up, com- a stand-up comedian in Canada called a woman a lesbian. She sued him and won. What? Yeah, yeah like $15,000. Oh, which, right. which for most Canadian comics is like all they've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going to get sued. No. How did she well, win? No, that's I why mean, they come to America. At his she, show. Was, she was offended. No, it's a joke for Christ's sake. And it's she just... was heckling, too. She was She was actually, the actual story is she was there with her girlfriend, and I, I think they were like making out or something. He says, ah, oh, geez, do you have to bring your lesbian? In, into the uh, it was something to that effect and it just it, it started a back and forth and then she sued and well she, the Canada law and our law is completely different so if you saw a, a lesbian if you saw someone who was a lesbian behaving Openly, in a lesbian fashion yeah. and you said you fucking lesbian whatever you say she can't sue because truth is a defense in America. It's not in the UK and in, in Canada. Right, right. Okay. So if she was a lesbian and he and no matter how disparaging the truth it might has, have sounded, if it was the truth, then she has absolutely no place. Oh God, the truth has no place in the law. But she yeah. won, she won well, in Canada. She did win. Yeah. Wow. So that'd be like if I was like, you're a fucking dog holder and you're, and you're, you're holding <laughs> a dog. I take huge offense. Yeah, you're holding a dog. I'm going to yeah. You motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, you mother. I am. Woman, you're holding the cutest dog in the world. So oh, yeah. He is very cute. Dog, look at that dog. The no, dog. It's a, I, I think it's a okay. tie, tie for the cutest dog Say in the world. Cutest Pete. puppy, Jeez. cutest dog. If you cutest wanna, puppy, cutest you know, dog. You're going to murder me with it. <laughs> you're going to break that, rip that can in half and stab me with both sides of the neck. That was the plan. Yep. I appreciate you. This yeah. poor woman, the writer on Saturday Night Live, 
Yes, wow. let's talk about that. What? Yeah. She was kidding mm-hmm. about herself. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about race. It wasn't about slavery. It wasn't about, she was joking. And she was basically just busting on herself. Yeah. It was funny. It was hilarious. She's six feet tall. I mean, she's six feet tall. She, yeah, is. she is. She's a real I tall. I thought that, that was like a. No, oh, she's six feet. Like yeah, she's a that giant. Tall. But t- six no, she feet really for is. A woman yeah. is yeah. Real, quite yeah, tall. Mm-hmm. That's quite tall. She's a Venus Williams of a woman. It's actually I heard a rumor uh-huh. that, that that bit <laughs> so impressed Acme Comedy that 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 there there could be a booking coming up in oh. the in, really in because mm-hmm. yeah because, oh I love it because mm-hmm. cool. do you think I could say this I don't, probably yeah, huh? yeah yeah is that Lewis just said Lewis said Lewis I heard he's Lewis thinking about said, it. he's trying to yeah, work it out is that he actually he actually heard that bit and he goes I want her now might be the best thing that ever happened to her. Like oh, yeah. Said. Everybody knows her name now. Yeah. Everybody knows of her. She's a great comedian. You know, I don't Very know funny. her personally, but I know her, and we know each other through mm-hmm. comedy. Mm-hmm. And she's a great comedian. And when I saw that bit, I was on the road. I was in the hotel after my show, and I watched that. And I said, so many people are going to complain, but oh, you know everybody's right going to. I knew right away because she, as a comic, she took that, for what it sounded to me, she took that bit from her act. So you don't get a chance to really get to know her and build with her. Yeah. So she just had to start right there at that point. And anytime you say slavery, you put yourself down, you're a black right. woman, you know, I just knew. I said, oh, here we go. All the black women are going to come out against her. Everybody's going to say she should, she's embarrassing us. All, yep. I just knew yep. it. You know, there's yep. no congratulations for making it on to Saturday Night Live and having this huge audience. And she's look how funny. far you've come. You can't just... It's, you know? It's true, especially after Saturday Night Live was yeah. be- being criticized for not having black women in right. the cast and right. in the writer's room. Right. And yeah. after that, they hired uh, Sashir Zamata, yeah. and then they also hired Leslie Jones and another woman to be in the writer's room. After I don't know how many years, I don't know if they've ever, had they ever had a black woman in the writer's room? I don't even know. I don't know. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't that was, so. I mean, it was a huge thing. And so for her to be able to get out there and do that, I, I just thought it was brilliant. It was yeah. funny and I all agree. of that. But I, agree I just knew. I said, people are not going to like this. But what do you make of the breakdown of the criticism? Because yeah. the criticism criticism seems to be coming mostly from black commentators. Yes, yes. And most of the sport seems to be coming from white people. And, and it's not a racist, a good, now we're talking about slavery. But I heard a uh, an intelligent uh, African-American male commentator say... Mm-hmm. Was it Slavery is never funny. I, you know what? And I you know, keep and, and seeing I go, that. What is, are you talking? Get out of here. Nothing is. It, not, it, Gilbert it, Godfrey not talked about the 9-11 terrorist attacks That's right. one week That's right. after it happened. That's right. He's brilliant. Yeah, so, I mean, you can't use, is. Uh, is it too soon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can mm-hmm. 200 years ago be too soon to be talking about a thing? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah. Well, the, my problem with it is that it seems like all the people that I read blogs of and all the posts online, mm-hmm. they were they're like the Al Sharpton and Jesse Jacksons of the blogosphere. You know, like they're they're not looking out for the cause; they're self promoting their own make blog money, yeah. and their mm-hmm. own cause. Yeah, and, trying to make money. Yeah, they're just self promoting ambulance chasers. But right. the cause is this chick on SNL yeah. that they're protecting, and she's super psyched that she got a segment on TV. Like that's her point of view. Right. It was like funny. It yeah. was funny, and people have gotten into oh that it was what she's talking about is painful, and she's talking about rape, and <sighs> I go what are you what why why are we ripping the joke apart that deep like yeah. that? It was right. just a, it's just a joke. Yeah. Why are you dissecting this? She wasn't trying to teach you a history lesson. Mm. What she said, look, there's some truth to what Leslie Jones said. There's truth no, in no, what she said you're absolutely right. for herself because she's lived man. her life. And as a black woman, yeah. 
and she's talking about how she looks. I mean, hey, that takes a lot of guts, I think. You know, a lot of guts to sit there and say, look, here's Lupita. She's gorgeous. Here's me. Here's where I sit. And now nobody's looking at me. But back Mm -hmm. in the slave days, like she was making a mockery of it. Absolutely. I'd have a man. I'd birth the Mandingo. All of that is funny. I'd I'd get the biggest best brother. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. funny, and yeah. it's, and it, and, and some people are like, oh, it's so sad. Look, she's sad. talking about it. She's got a handle on it. Yep. You know, she's yep. dealt with it her whole life. I couldn't agree well, and more. By criticizing her as harshly as they did, do they really want to bring her off the circuit? Do they want her to quit? What do they want her to do? <laughs> yeah, it's they, she's supposed to apologize. She's no. supposed to snap yeah. in line. I yeah. saw somewhere she wrote on Facebook. She wrote about it. And Chris Rock, if it was Chris Rock, said on there, told her, just do your jokes mm-hmm. and keep it moving, pretty right, much. Because right. you're going to get criticized, yeah. especially That's when true. you dig deeper and you do something like that. You talk mm-hmm. about something that people say nobody wants to talk about, <sighs> which I think is fantastic. So most people have been on her, like like Whoopi Goldberg, Sherry Shepard. A lot of people have come out in her mm-hmm. defense. Good. good. That's good. Oh, good. Yeah, throw me into that group. Way to go. You are um, so Whoopi. You are so Sherry Tom Whoopi. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what I mean. You know, a black, <laughs> black women. You know what I'm saying? Black, black women. women. Yeah. Like you, this. Dad. I see this stuff, though. <laughs> Have you heard him like say Well, you said you sing like a black woman. <laughs> so. like a black woman. <laughs> I just go really, ahead. And I really do worry about your jobs. Uh, because no one has a sense of humor anymore. No. You can't talk about any goddamn thing or somebody gets upset. It's it's the the last bastion for truth. As I said earlier, it's the greatest. It's live comedy. It's boy, look, Minnesotans do love it. Minnesotans love live comedy. Yes. And they support it. And I did like the fact, Tim, that you brought up that Lewis wants the booker. Because I believe, you know, Maybe a half an hour ago, you all three said Lewis Lee is a genius, mm-hmm. and he yes. is. He a is. Yes, that is something that he would see and go, "Hey, I gotta have her." You're not in that one. One of my favorite stories about Lewis is that uh, when I when I was first coming here, uh, twenty well, almost twenty five years ago, probably is is I had a bit about you know that you can call a man a dick, but you can't refer to a woman by her genitalia. That's true. Unless and, you're Larry David. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and and I I inferred the word that must not be spoken. I never said it, but mm-hmm. but the word right. the word right. definitely drew the image quite clearly of what I was talking about. And uh, the the woman that was booking for him at the time came to him and said, uh, "I don't think we're going to book Tim Slagle back." And she and he's like, "Why?" And, and she goes, "Did you see the bit he's doing now?" Oh, and Lewis came in and looked at it and he said. So you got a problem with that? And she goes, yes. And he goes, okay, you're gone. (laughs) You know, i got to be honest with you. Um, Wow. In England, men call each other that. Yeah. And it still makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) It's weird because they refer to each other as the big C. Mm. Man to man. But I'm like, it's just such a... I guess it's funny on Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just I wish they would leave you alone, all of you. Just let them do what they do. Uh, laugh at Don Rickles. The man's a genius. He's been around for, uh, what, 65 years doing what he does. I interviewed Don Rickles many years ago, and he actually teared up a little bit. And it was such an honor just to sit with him, for, first of all, and interview him, because I just loved him from the moment I first saw him. 
But I recalled an episode of Run for Your Life with Ben Gazzara, which you guys are all too young to remember. It was a show in the, what, 60s, Don? Mm-hmm. Ben Gazzara had a show called, you know Ben Gazzara, or is it, no? Kind of. Tim, you kind of. Kind you of, would yeah. recognize him yeah. if you saw him. Mm-hmm. Don Rickles was on there as a stand-up comedian. It was about this very thing, that no one would laugh at him because he was too over the edge for them. And he ended up having a nervous breakdown on his whole deal, and Don Rickles played played the part. And uh, I said, I, I just wanted to tell you that I loved your acting. In, and it was called Down with Willie Hatch. His name was Willie Hatch, the comedian, right? And he actually teared up that I remembered that. Wow. So I wish people would think about that side of stand-up comedy that – these people do – I mean, you guys do what you do because you have such great emotion for uh, about life. I mean, you, you couldn't – unless you suck. That's the problem with stand-up sta- No, the stand-up problem with stand-up comedy is too many people suck. <laughs> well, yeah. But if you, if you don't well, have that great that. love and emotion or, or anger in some cases – Definitely. You know, yeah. Bill Burr was a little angry. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, here, here I, I take um, I take your point, and I, and I want to take it in a, just a little bit different direction while agreeing That's with unheard you. Unheard of. But <laughs> you mean that I agree with him? No, that you're going to take it in a different. I'm going to take it in a different direction, but I agree with you. Um, while Tom said that he that he's tired of the criticism of of comedians, I hope you are always criticized. I hope you're always doing something that crosses the line. Well, I agree. And because then then you know you're telling the truth. Then right. you know you're whenever the That's audience right. is shocked, you're saying something so true they don't even want to believe the truth themselves, but they know it to be true. And only a comedian can tell them that truth. Yeah. And whenever you do, it's whenever true. you tell the truth, you'll be criticized. So I hope you're always criticized. Praise the Lord. There you go. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. All right. All right, now. That motherfucker said that. All right. <laughs> I'm trying to tell it. You know what I'm doing? <laughs> Still, all, you had to do, all you had to do, but he wouldn't have liked it. All you had to do is just come from church and just say, say mo. <laughs> How many how many white boys do you know that know that's true? That's that is very that's good. That's good. Say mo. Say mo. Tell it. No, not all, but I would say ninety nine point nine percent of really good comedians have have felt pain in their lives. Don't you think that's true? Oh, most oh, yeah. definitely. Most definitely. Most yeah. definitely. That there's yeah. a pain there, and that's why you have to laugh. I mean, I, yeah. I wish people would understand that about stand-up and about funny people. It comes from somewhere. It just in oh, that guy is just really funny, and he's had this wonderful life. No, that came from somewhere. And people don't – I don't think they realize that. Yeah, your whole point of view comes from what's wrong with you. That's yeah, right. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. It's the lens that you see right. the world from. And yeah. And we all see it very differently. And I think that's yep. what's so yeah. interesting about comedy. Agreed. That's why have you ever met like like the guy at open mic that you know, he's got that like canned like TGI Fridays bartender confidence and he's like, Hey, I'm super confident guy right. and I can do stand up yeah. and I'm like, No, you can't because there's nothing no. that you see wrong with you. Right. Like, there's True. something wrong with that guy, but you know, it's just that he's so confident and he's had such a normal life probably and he's so awesome right. and he's always been awesome and you can't go up and do stand up and just be awesome about everything. I don't think there's any question about that. You know one thing that that I have noticed in this generation of comedians oh, is instead of being funny because you felt pain, 
their humor is based on hurting other people. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually was telling you know I mean? somebody about that the other day about how because this was the first generation of comedian that came up where they didn't keep score in in t ball or oh, soccer, yeah. and then right, like, they right. didn't even get grades in school, and so like they never failed. So th- they say that this generation is the most confident generation, but the least skilled. Mm-hmm. And so you notice that in comedy where they're pointing out what's wrong with everyone else, but no one's self-deprecating in this generation mm-hmm. of comedians. No, it's, it's I'm awesome, true. you suck. <laughs> mm-hmm. and That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's weird to have those guys opening for you. you know, like Those kids open for me all over on the road. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird to have 45 minutes of that, of, of I'm awesome, everyone else sucks, mm-hmm. and how great am I. And then it's and such a fun. people find that funny? No. Not really. <laughs> no, not really, no. But they're getting, no. they're getting gigs. They're getting gigs because there's just nothing better out there. And I mean, oh, like, yeah. no, they're, they're getting gigs because they're willing to drive 800 miles for right. $50. Right. That's oh. why it's getting. true. It's true. Do you think there is enough subtlety? Uh, and it would work in an audience that's uh, you got the uh, the bridal shower people and whatever and the drinkers in there. Could a person be subtle enough to be able to create an act where they were that guy that you just described? Oh, and but everyone saw through it that he was really the most fucked up human being in the world mm-hmm. who just thought he wasn't fucked up mm-hmm. but everybody in the audience he would do things where they go that's fucked up wasn't that wasn't the uh, uh, Andy Kaufman character somewhat kind of like yeah. Yeah. oh yeah but Kinda. that's brilliant yeah. like like almost like a like a Colbert character yes. but for just a douchebag right <laughs> right and like, but I'm not a douche I'm presenting myself as the yeah. I am kind of cool are? I'm the kind of yes, like Doug Shelby no, you're, you're not a douchebag you know I can actually do my own act I could just go on and be me, and people would go, I get it. <laughs> we got to take a break it. here because we've got to get, get these guys out of here in about eight, eight minutes. Oh, you need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Crash and Burn 3 is at Acme tonight and tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30. Tim and Tracy, Peter here. This, I, I love this because... You cover everything from like things that are funnier than hell, the mm-hmm. things that piss you off. To... Tim, have you ever had anybody come up on stage wanting to fight you? <laughs> <laughs> no, the reason I ask you this is because, and there's no reason to tell you where it was, um, my friend and I, Fitz, who's 6'6", six, six, weighs about 380. He is a huge man, big guy, right? So Andy, I've known Andy Kindler for 22 years, 23 years, something like that, okay. right? So we go to see him. In town, and it was so bizarre. So we go backstage, and we're talking to Andy before the show. Actually, we had dinner first, and then we go back, you know, hang around. Jude, 
There's a dog on a head right now. <laughs> That's so cute. <clears throat> but I've never seen anything right like this, and this has got to be something new. Andy's doing his best. You know how Andy is. Yeah. I, I'll kill myself. You know, he's always, yeah. always going to kill himself, it's right? Very dramatic. So this yeah, guy in the front him. row who is just hammered goes, well, why don't you? And the guy's like from me yeah. to UP. Yeah. So why don't you? And Andy just stopped. And he said, hey, did you hear me? I said, why don't you just fucking kill yourself? And Andy looked out in the audience to see if he could find Fitz and me. <laughs> help. A little help, big uh, That's friends. hilarious. A that's hilarious. Large man. Where are you? Because Andy's like 5'8 yeah. and like 154 yeah, pounds. Yeah. And Nicest man ever yeah. born. Just love like Andy Kendler. Yes. So God, he's, he's, he's a wonderful man. But uh, the club handled it very, very well. They took care of this drunk prick. And it was funny because we left the club. And on the way out, there was old Drunky out, right outside the mm-hmm. front door. And the guy in front of me is know, maybe 5'8", five, 5', five, something like that. And this drunk goes, what'd you say? And everybody's looking like, who's he talking to? And this guy in front of me goes, are you talking to me? He goes, yeah, I'm talking to you. What'd you say to me? He said, I didn't say anything to you. He goes, well, you're lucky. Like, what? What? Because what? <laughs> no, yeah, I'm so asshole. drunk, I might fight somebody. Yeah, That's nobody fine. should ever fight someone for being on stage doing comedy. No. I know. Never. Oh it's the... But it happens. People do. They get angry yeah. and they want to fight Why? us. Why? Well, because they're drunk. And I'm a woman and I've had people want to fight me. Really? Most definitely. Oh yeah. Can you kick Other women or men? Uh, I've had, well, I had one man was really mad at me <laughs> and Why? said I should get a good slap. And then one, wow. and then I had, oh. and I've had a few women. Yeah, I've had a few a women. A few women. What are yeah. you mad about? They're drunk. Well, they're they're drunk. They're drunk. Yeah. They're usually just drunk, and uh, they're they're interrupting the show. They're heckling me, and you try to give them a little attention, whatever, and then you just yeah, keep going, and yeah. they won't stop. And then next thing you know, they're just they, whatever it is they want to say on top of their head. They say, yeah. "I had one. I had a college show. I had a girl uh, wanted to fight me at a college show. Yeah, just nuts. Yeah. Uh, the, we- the weirdest thing that happened to me. I was doing a uh, I was doing a casino, and a, a a local woman from the reservation. Actually came up to the stage, foot of the stage, put put her finger as close as she could get to my face, and just went, "You people took our land." Wow! <laughs> well, no, you and you did. should have said, "No, that was black people." <laughs> <laughs> just push it off on somebody else. I think you should call Tracy Ashley. Call Here's Tracy her. Ashley. She'll explain yeah, the whole thing. Give her a call. <laughs> Kat, last time Kat and I, Bobby Slayton was in town. He was at the New Hope Cinema Grill, which is a great room, a lot of fun to go see him. There was a guy sitting right behind us who repeated every joke. Uh, like oh, he wanted uh, to be part of the show. Oh. You know, he just wanted to be part of the show. So I was talking to my wife. I was talking to my wife. That's just what you want to hear. That's just what you want to hear when you go to a comedy oh show. God. Remember that? I know you were like, you know, you were like bristly in the back there. <laughs> I did my, I did my. What did you? Call I know it? he didn't like it. Yeah. What do you call it? The the panther thing or the gorilla? Thing that when I you did? get all big and puffy. <laughs> Catherine, silverback. Catherine says that I have silverback. Yeah, she, does. she says I do three things when I'm getting pissed off. My three stages three of being stages. pissed off are if I begin to get pissed off, I lean forward, <laughs> and if I start getting even more pissed off, I raise my head up. And if I'm really pissed off, I start going. <laughs> and it's hackle So there are three stages. You got three stages. Nodding. So you're sitting up and going. 
And Somebody's going to get their ass. That's right. And when you, number, when number you know four, that lower that lower lip. Number four is he calls the attorney. <laughs> Don, that's that is true. You noticed that about me. Yeah. If I do this, yeah. I am not happy. Wrap that lower lip wow. around those bottom teeth. That would. Ooh. It would be fun yeah. to be you because, like, you, you're successful <laughs> enough that you. you could actually hire someone to beat other people up if you wanted to. I actually had a bodyguard for about six months wow. several years ago. Somebody – people get pissed off in this right. state and they want to threaten your life and all that stuff. But a great thing <laughs> about that – you know. That's that greatest, Minnesota nice. Yeah. That's was, the other side of it. His name was Jeremiah. My bodyguard's name was Jeremiah. And we, I used to go out to, you know, parties or whatever or go to a bar. and Not much, but I'd go to parties. Daily. And Somebody would start lipping off, and I'd go, Jeremiah, shoot that motherfucker. <laughs> we just start laughing. But that was odd. Having to travel around with a bodyguard was was bizarre. Did you get along with him? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Well, he was a great guy. Good. Yeah, yeah. you need so, to get so along when, with your bodyguard, don't yeah. you? So when the, the woman comes up and says, you people took our land. Your <laughs> um, land. So, land. So have... I know, I know what you do. You you have stayed up since that time, and every once in a while you think of what the fuck should I have said? Oh, yeah. so, I mean, I, I, okay, the line, the line that, I like that, it. That, that that I now say happened, but didn't really was yeah. uh, well. I, I was over at the blackjack table, and your people took my mortgage payment. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't it have worked if you just went? Are you talking about cyborgs? <laughs> <laughs> what, what actually happened was I actually got myself aced out of the casino. Because oh. I said, uh, yeah, uh. I said, uh, uh, well, you know, we might have taken your land, but we gave you electricity. <laughs> and she goes, I don't use electricity. And I go, well, your people do. I mean, listen, you wouldn't hear those slot machines without electricity. <laughs> and she goes, I don't play slot machines. And I go, well, you got ice in that drink. That's the white man's electricity gave you ice, right? <laughs> and she kind, of, she kind of tinkles the glass. She goes, ha, ha, oh, you got me there. Oh, you got it with that one. I, I, I should have just left it at that, but I had to say, uh, ice make them fire water taste oh, plenty good. Oh, <laughs> Oh. Too far. Trap door opens. But here's what would happen. I would have laughed really hard when you said that and then run as fast yeah. as That's I right. could. Get out That's of that right. Casino. I was never yeah. there. I can guarantee you by 6 o'clock it's going to be, did you hear what Tom Bernard said? <laughs> I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah really, Tom, that fire water remark. <laughs> Way out of hand. Jeez. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, crash and burn. Three to, oh, yes. Dear. Oh, no, you finished that. I thought you were closing the show. I have something to say before you close. Well, go ahead. Well, go ahead. No, say the crash and burn thing. Say the crash and burn thing? Yeah. Three. <laughs> <laughs> it's at Acme tonight and tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30. The lovely and talented Pete Lee. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Pete Thank Lee. You. Crazy Ashley. Tim Slagle. Oh, it's always great to see you guys. It really is. It's a, always great uh, to be here, this Tom. Is so cool we to love be in this. Here. this is, yes. yeah, this is like this is like the highlight of the week. Yeah. It yeah. is. Well, it's yeah. awfully kind of you. It's so, just such a ball for the family. Yeah. I love working with my family. It's all right. And, uh, Fuck you, fucking guy. And now, Alex with a comment. I have a shameless pu- plug. Our very own Mike Rasmussen. Huh? 
mm-hmm. will be performing at House of Comedy oh, really? on Tuesday night at the Funniest Person with a Day Job competition. Nice. And What's I will, his day job? I will be there. <laughs> so you, you can know. also... So you could actually ace him out of the competition just by firing him. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a day job anymore. <laughs> he doesn't have a day job anymore. Sorry. So, anyway, out. so yeah, he's, that's Tuesday that's at 7.30 good. is when that starts, and I'm going. Mike, remember the line out. is, make them fire water. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. I'm so offended that you said that, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you I'm going to have... An email from Fagery and Benson by the time I get home. Wasn't you. Wasn't me. You didn't do it. <laughs> this time. Yeah. <laughs> this, this time. Today. Thank you very much for coming in. Thank you so much. Tonight, 8 and 10.30, tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30, at Acme, the greatest comedy company in the world. Also, no House of Comedy is great, too. Thumbs yeah, up. Absolutely. <laughs> New Hope Cinema Grill. It's a great yeah. comedy great town. Yeah, yeah, but this is our moment. We work with House of Comedy, too. Don't so go we to don't the wanna. House of Comedy this weekend. That's Come right. see <laughs> Crash and Burn 3, the Crash and Burn Trilogy. Ooh. It is the trilogy. It is well, the trilogy. Is, well, the, well, is, is part three going to be two parts like every trilogy? Yes. Yes, we're going to break it into Isn't the House of Comedy closed tonight because of the hockey game? Poor Andrew Norelli. Stop do you guys know Andrew Morelli? No, but Andrew's I keep hearing his name. Yeah, he's, an, yeah. Oh, and, he's Andrew's a great guy. He's a nice oh guy. God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He is a great guy. Absolutely a great guy. But in any case, Acme is the place to be tonight, 8 tonight, and 10.30. For sure. Tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30. Thank you very much for coming in. Thank, Thank you. you guys. Thanks Thank for listening. You. Have a great night. Hmm.